Hello from Bear and Kura, a podcast from the Land of Oz Information Services. I love you, Bear. I love you, Kura. This is episode 80 of the Bear and Kura podcast. We are going to talk about amputation. What is amputation? Amputation is when you have a limb removed or partially removed from the body. It could be a whole limb or it could be a part of a limb. It could be a finger, it could be a leg, it could be a foot, it could be a whole leg, it could be a whole arm. Um, but it has to be a limb. It couldn't be like an eye. No, I don't think so. I don't think that would be considered an amputation. What about a penis? Can they be amputated? Well, I, I think it's a, an appendage. So I guess so. That would suck if you had your penis cut off. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I think imagine any kind of appendage would be considered an amputation. Okay. So. So if you you had me removed, you, that would be an amputation. No, I'll never have you removed. I'm, but I'm an appendage. You're not an appendage. You're my husband. <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> What are some of the most common reasons for amputation? Illness, catastrophic injury, infection, like I said, illness, sickness, to better someone's health. It really runs the gambit on, you know, everything really that I could think of. you know, a lot of warriors have lost, you know, have had things amputated due to uh, IEDs, stuff like that. We've gained a lot of uh, medical technology because of that, uh, because of the war in Afghanistan uh, and Iraq and stuff like that. So, but yeah, mostly, you know, infection, that's what got mine the first time was infection. So it really, it really can run the gambit on. So in most cases, it's a medical necessity. Yeah, yeah. In other cases, like when you had a bomb go off in your hand or something, it had to be amputated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 always medically necessary, pretty much. The, the, the limb can't be saved. Like you, like uh, I know people who uh, have gotten into like motorcycle accidents and they'll go through like 20 30 surgeries to save excuse me to save the limb and they finally just decide to to amputate the leg or or the arm just because it can't be saved um, and i suppose some people get things amputated optionally not not for any good reason i would hope not i i can't imagine why someone would do that i oh, mean there's probably there's fetishes for everything yeah, well, that's pretty stupid because it, it's there's nothing easy about it, nothing easy whatsoever about it. So, if someone actually chooses to get something amputated by choice for some sort of fetish, they're an idiot. Sorry. Sorry, insulin pump going off like usual. So, yeah, that's what I have to say about that. If someone does it for fun and shits and giggles, then they're an idiot because uh, it it drastically changes your life. So. And 
I think you would have a difficult time getting a surgeon to do something that was not medically necessary. Yeah, yeah. Well, any surgeon that's right in the head, you know what I mean? But I imagine there's probably surgeons out there that would do it for some, you know, back back alley butcher that would probably do it for for fun. Well, there are surgeons who perform circumcisions all the time. Yeah. And I would not consider that medically necessary. No, I mean, you're circumcised, I'm circumcised. Not, not by choice. Yeah, so, I mean... And it wasn't a religious thing for us either. It, it was just... Everybody had it what, done. What, what people did. Yeah. So... What are the risks and the benefits of amputation? What do you think? Death? Well, I'm thinking beyond the surgery. Um, Quality of life? Yeah, you have a greater, or greater chance of falling mm -hmm. and causing other injuries. Yeah. Quality of, I mean, things you can't do. Like, I, like, it sucks that I that I lost my leg, but I can't imagine losing one of my my hands. Like, if I lost my right hand, I don't know what I would do, because I draw. You wouldn't be able to wipe your ass. Well, I, I think I'd learn how to use my left hand to do that. I mean, that would be necessary, but I guess I, I could learn how to draw with my left hand. Isn't there a a tenet in Islamic law? Um, for some major offenses, they remove the right hand. For stealing. Um, because that forces them to then wipe their ass with the same hand that they eat with. Oh, really? Well, that's, that's pretty barbaric, if that's the case. But I don't know. That's pretty extreme, too. I don't know how true that is. Uh, no, I don't know either. So, I, I probably should have researched that before I mentioned it. Yeah, we didn't mean to in, insult anybody's religion either by that statement. So, I mean, there's risks and there's benefits of it. You know what I mean? Uh, the benefits, uh, it can save your life, you know. Uh, when I first had my leg amputated, uh, it was infected with osteomyelitis, which is pretty much like gangrene. Uh, of the of my leg, if it continued, it would have eventually gotten into my blood system and killed me. And when I first had my leg amputated years ago, um, there they did a blood transfusion the same week that I was in the hospital because they were worried that it was still in my blood, I believe. But the reason we're talking about this too, just to let everybody know, is that I actually had uh, my stump. Uh, what do they call it? Uh, I think it's called a, a limb reduction. A revision. A limb, a stump revision. I, I just, when people ask, I just say that you got a second amputation because people understand that. It's easier, yeah. Basically, they went in. I had an infection in my leg. I had a wound in my leg that would not heal. Uh, the doctors thought it was best to go in and remove since I had more than I needed of my leg to still uh, have blood any uh, prosthetic. But uh, they decided that it was better off to remove the part where the sore was uh, 
the infected wound was. And so that's what I did today. So actually about less than 12 hours ago, I was in surgery, uh, having my my stump revised or another amputation taking place. So I'm a trooper. I'm doing the podcast on the same day that I had a massive surgery. Well, the main reason for that is to let you get this podcast in before that nerve blocker runs out. Yeah, because I'm not... You're, you're not going to be do it feel like doing anything like a podcast when that runs out. I'm not going to want to pretty much do anything at all. I'm not looking forward to that wearing off. So, but we'll cross that bridge when I get to that, when it gets there. So, and those blockers do miracles. When I had those six screws put in my foot, I woke up from the surgery in such pain. That's what I was like this morning. And they they said, okay, we'll, we'll put a blocker on. And for 24 hours, I basically had no pain from surgery yeah i still have pain today though i mean it still hurts and so i right now i'm going through uh sharp pains every every few minutes it was it's not as bad as it was uh due to medical technology and painkillers but uh yeah it's it's it still hurts uh, the block but the blocker has helped a ton because when i came out of surgery it was it was unbearable uh so I'm very happy that they, they did the, the, the blocker on that. I can't imagine what people went through before that was available. It, it's crazy. Like, like you watch the, the old movies and people bite into like a stick and chop something off and then they, they'll solderize it or just solder it or not solder it, it, cauterize it. Uh, yeah, I can't imagine the, the pain. Uh, you got to be one tough cookie to handle that. So, I mean, today, I, I guess I could have handled it, but I would have been a miserable, miserable, miserable mm-hmm. human being. Mm-hmm. I just didn't understand why they didn't do the nerve block while I was still out cold. Well, um, you, you probably don't remember much about that time. I, I know I didn't. But they they basically kind of feel around to try try to find the right nerve. Yeah, well, they, they used an ultrasound. I watched what they did. They had an ultrasound, and I was watching them do that because I thought it was impressive. I like how they could watch that and look through the ultrasound and then find the nerve to actually do the uh, the, the injection on it. So it was kind of neat watching that. But, yeah, they, they kind of wiggled around the, the needle in the, in the back of my leg and found it. It was kind of like right below my uh, my below my knee joint. Where they did it from, because they rolled this down, and then they did it like right from like in the middle of the back of my thigh, hmm. and that's where they numbed it from, blocked it all the way down though, so. What was it like to first discover you needed an amputation? Uh, the first the first time around, it, it's life changing, uh, very life altering. Yeah. I, uh, everything you know, <clears throat> sorry, changes. Uh, excuse me, sorry. Um, I mean, you're thankful you're still alive, but everything becomes more difficult 
Uh-oh. You jump in. It's just, uh, it's tough. It's, it's real tough. Um, just everything that you know changes, <clears throat> and you got to work through it. It's, it's a lot of work, um, but it makes you stronger. Um, I guess it builds character. Um, but it's tough. And, you know, that's really all I can kind of say about it. Um, even this go around rough. Uh, the, the first time when I had it done, it was it was a shock. It was a surprise. Uh, it just kind of came out of left field. Uh, and then this time I had plenty of time to prepare for it. So, uh, but I felt I felt like this time around I felt like a great cloud was following me around for like the past three weeks. Uh, wasn't happy to receive the news about this because basically I have to take off the next so many months until it heals because uh, for my job I'm on my feet 24 hours, or not 24-7 uh, for my job I work on my feet the whole time uh, so I'll be out of work until uh, my leg heals so uh, but the good thing is, is uh, um, I'm still below the knee amputee they didn't have to go above the knee so that's a different ball game when uh, you have to go above the knee. It's only different prosthetic. You have to really learn how to walk again because it's all in your hip and uh, the motion of your leg. A lot more technologies involved. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's just. Uh, but I'm still here. Well, I remember when you got your first amputation. Um, you you didn't seem completely surprised by it and and you were um, I don't know I want to say familiar with the process because your grandfather had had that done yeah my grandfather lost his leg in World War II and he was above the knee he was from the hip down so I, I grew up with my you know uh, familiar with the situation and I saw him get around fine so I knew I could do it uh, but it's a lot of work. Uh, I don't like walking with a limp. I refuse to walk with a limp. Uh, a lot of people make comments about how well I do walk, even though you say I'm, I'm pigeon-toed. Uh, but um, it is work. It's it's it's, it's something to adapt to, uh, and it's you know it's it's a challenge. Uh, that I willingly took on, uh, but I had no choice in the matter. Because obviously, if 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 I could, I'd still have my leg. But uh, that's not the card that I was dealt. So, do you think that the way that you walk, you know, trying to not not show a limp, um, you you think maybe that's made your prosthetic. Um, Rub? Yeah, well, maybe that led to your your problems you have now? No, I don't think so. Um, I think it just happens. I think, uh, uh, you know, I've, I've read so many articles about people having to have stump revisions after so many years 
it's kind of common, especially with diabetics. Uh, we don't heal as well as regular people do. So um, it just, it, it happens. So, but no, I don't think me trying to walk like a normal person really had anything to do with it. I sort of got the impression that your doctor, our doctor, our orthopedic doctor, um, sort of blamed the surgeon who did your amputation because he was just a general surgeon. He wasn't a specialist in this. Yeah. Do, do, you, do you get that impression too? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Um, the, the, by the comments that he made in the uh, the the pre-op uh, meeting, they kind of led, led down that road, it seemed like. Uh, so perhaps you know, this may fix whatever problem you had before, and maybe you won't have those kind of problems anymore. Hopefully, that's 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 the hope out of the surgery. So, so uh, fingers crossed. Yeah. How has your amputation affected your life? Oh, it changes everything. Um, um, you can't do things that you used to be able to do. Um, like I used to go golfing, can't do that anymore. I mean, I guess why? It's too difficult. It's it 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 can be dangerous. I can. I, I know that you want to, but I have told you I don't want you to, and, and that is because you do not have a foot. So if you stand, if you put your foot in a hole, unless you're looking down at it, you have no idea your foot is in a hole. Mm -hmm. And you could trip and fall and make it so much worse. Yeah, I could break something, fall, break something. Um, and then, I mean, it's, it's, and then, you know, you have to worry about the, the prosthetic rubbing the stump again. And then, I mean, it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's, there's too many risks involved. I mean, I, I probably could golf, um, but it's, it's not worth the, the, the risk out, uh, outweighs the reward mm -hmm. and you and I do the putt-putt golf mm -hmm. which doesn't involve much walking no and it's you know it still has all of the I don't know the qualities of of golfing yeah somewhat w without so much of the walking yeah it's uh, probably not uh, an exercise at all but it, you know, it's just something entertaining then. Yeah. What are the challenges of living with an amputation? Well, like I said, it changes everything. You know, I it's, it's I can't just hop up in the middle of the night and go use the restroom. I have to either, you know, put on my prosthetic or grab a knee scooter or a walker or a scooter just to go do something. Uh, um, and after the surgery, they kind of advised you not to use a knee sur a knee scooter, mm -hmm. which I guess I can understand. Yeah. I don't know how much how long you're going to follow those rules. No, because no, the electric scooter is big and unwieldy, and um, you've already discovered it's difficult to get into the bathroom and back out again. Yeah, I seem to be doing all right with it though. Um, 
I've gotten into the kitchen, in and out of the kitchen a few times when you went and laid down already. So, uh, but I'm stubborn too. I, uh, I'm not gonna let something hold me back. Uh, probably to my own uh, detriment. Uh, but uh, I never let it hold me back before. I'm not gonna let it hold me back now. So as long as I don't fall, uh, I'm good. Uh, but you know, the more I do, the more chances I do have of falling. Which is why I would prefer you to use the electric scooter than the uh, the walker. Yeah. Because um, when you fall on the walker, you fall right onto the walker and cause a lot of damage. And it hurts. Yeah. Because yeah, I've, I've fallen and T-boned myself on the walker before, and it, it's not fun. I've cracked a few ribs doing that before. Yeah. So... But it, it, yeah, it's, it affects your life in every way. You, you know, it's you're you're missing a limb. Uh, things that you took for granted uh, before are no longer available to you. So it sucks. But you know, it, what do you do? Uh, you just can't roll over and call it a day. You know what I mean? It's, it's, that's just not my style. I'm not gonna just sit on the couch I sit on the couch enough and that's that's what's bothering me the most probably about this surgery now is that I'm not going to be able to uh, be active for for quite a while and uh, I'm quite a social person so the lack of work uh, and being out amongst uh, friends and co-workers is going to drive me crazy even though my my job drives me nuts sometimes <laughs> uh, it's it's still work and i i do enjoy being around people and, and talking to them and and visiting with them and stuff like that and and now I, I i can't so well i'm glad that we did get the electric scooter yeah so am i even though we paid for that out of pocket because uh, it, it was just too difficult to get insurance to pay for it yeah um, so as long as we can go someplace where there's a ramp you know where you don't have to go upstairs I think we can go pretty much anywhere yeah so what are the resources available to people living with an amputation oh there's a ton uh, just uh, the, the medical technology uh, that's out there right now. Uh, if you want to walk, you can walk again. And, and and I know there's other forms of amputation, but I really can't speak on those. So I mean, but there's there's a tons of resources. Uh, but even besides that, I mean, they have support groups uh, for people who are going through amputations. Uh, Is going back to the support group something you'd like to do? Uh, I, I don't know. Um, I, I felt like I, that's run its course. I felt like, uh, I don't know. Um, it, I feel like it's been there, done that. Um, it opened my eyes. I learned a lot when I was there. I realized that I had it kind of easy compared to some people. Uh, when, you, when, you know, when you're just missing below the knee and then you, you go to uh, a support group meeting and there's someone in there who's missing, missing both legs and an arm, it kind of brings you right back down to earth where you really don't have it that bad. Uh, yes, I do remember the woman who lost both, both hands. Yeah. <laughs> she said, 
of the first thing I thought when I woke up from the surgery is how am I going to pick my nose? Yeah. Yeah. Gallows humor. Mm -hmm. At the support group. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. And some of that you've kind of retained. Yeah. Every once in a while when something is taking too long, you tell them, um, please hurry up because I already have one foot in the grave. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's I mean, you got to chuckle about it. You know what I mean? I, you know, I, j I joke with you know, people like, how's the leg? I always tell them, like, I don't know, I still haven't found it. Mm. So, I mean, you, you got to take it as a grain of salt. You know, you got to chuckle at it. You know what I mean? Laugh in the face of adversity. I believe the guy who runs the support group sent you a message saying if you wanted to talk about it. Yeah. So, I haven't, I haven't contacted him back yet. So, because I, I put a thing on Facebook about my amputation. So... So far, I've got a lot of support uh, from friends and family, so that means a lot. And um, there's a lot of support just from the general public. I mean, it's a very obvious thing that you have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not going back. I mean, it's... It's obviously never going to come back, so. There are regularly people who assume that you were in the military. Yeah. Quite a bit. It's because I'm, I'm in that age group. Yeah. So. What is the outlook for people living with an amputation? Well, you can go on and pretty much live a normal life, as much as normal can be, um, I, would, I would say. I mean, it's... It, you know, things change, but you still can lead, you know, like I work, you know, I don't work full time, but I, I still put in 30 hours a week. Uh, there's some people who, who, they don't, you know, the people who run marathons. I, I don't like running, so I'm not going <laughs> to run a marathon. I yeah, I've, I've never been a fan of running unless something was chasing me. Yeah, I hated running when I had two legs, let alone I'm not going to do it when I got one. Uh, but, uh I mean, people, people, some people just manage it. I mean, there was a woman that actually uh, climbed Mount Everest. She lost her leg over in Iraq or Afghanistan, and she climbed Mount Everest, uh, which I find insane. I, and I don't see the point of ever doing that, but hey, teach their own. It's not like there's candy at the end or something. No, there's a bunch of dead bodies up there already <laughs> warning you not to do this. <laughs> Yeah, uh, what is that expression that Mount Everest is littered with the bodies of highly motivated people? Yeah. So, yeah, you can lead an eventful, you know, just a normal life afterwards. It's just, you know, it's, 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 it's just another hiccup, another bump in the road, like my mom says. It becomes your new normal. Yeah. Thank you. That's a good way of putting it. So... What are the things you find most helpful in managing your amputation? Uh, just having the urge to get up and go. Um, not letting it define me. Um, viewing it as a challenge. Um, I'm still going to do things like that I used to do. Uh, uh, 
you know, I still enjoy a lot of things, you know what I mean? Uh, it's a bowl, uh, a putt-putt, stuff like that. I mean, there's stuff that I don't do any longer that I probably still could do, but it's just, it, it's not worth it. The risk is not worth the reward. So, but, so, yeah. I, I don't know that you answered the question. What are things the most helpful in managing your amputation? Yeah. Um, well, loved ones. Having loved ones, having a support group, having people there for you. Um, your your prosthetic is probably the biggest thing. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. That's the obvious thing. Yeah, your prosthetic. Uh, with the technology that's around nowadays, you can uh, pretty much lead a normal life. Um, uh, so, I mean, there's a lot of tools out there to, to lead a normal life, you know. And prosthetics have changed a long way from, you know, an old wooden leg. Yeah, like my grandfather, he had a wooden leg. And now my leg is made of titanium and carbon fiber. And it basically has springs like tendons in it mm -hmm. to give you a more natural gait. And then, like, people who have above-the-knee amputations, some of those legs have microprocessors on them where it's like a robot leg that actually... The, 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 the foot locks actually bend and form around things you step on and the ankle will move, the toes will move, stuff like that, so. And a lot of that technology came from wounded warriors. Yes. Wounded warrior, you know, you know as awful as war is, a lot of good things come out of it for people who are injured. That's a great way of looking at it. Yeah, so. But did I answer the question now? Yeah, I think so. Okay. What are the implications of the latest research on amputation for people living with an amputation? Mm, it's they're coming up with new things all the time. Um, new feet, new hands, new arms, new legs. Um, just technology. I seriously doubt that they're ever going to find a medical way of regrowing the limb. No. No, I mean, they're having a hard enough time growing ears, let alone a moving, working limb that has muscle and sinew and that has autonomy by itself. It, it's, it's too difficult. And if you could regrow a limb, imagine how painful that would be. Yeah, no, I can't imagine. So, but... Yeah, the research is amazing that's going on out there. I don't even know half of it, but I know it, there's a ton of it going on. So it's a multi-billion dollar industry because there's a lot of people out there with it. And unfortunately, we live in a country where there's no universal health care. So if you don't have insurance... You're kind of screwed. Yeah, you don't have access to that technology. Uh, I mean, some of it you do I'm, by the good graces of good people. Uh, I know your prosthetist does a lot of work with people who really just can't afford it. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we were in that situation for a while. Yeah, and he's helped out quite a bit, so. What advice would you give to someone who's just had an amputation? Keep your chin up. 
It'll get better. Um, Does it really get better? You're alive. Does it just become your new normal? It becomes your new normal, but I mean, you're alive. I mean, the alternative is I could be dead right now, and I'm not. So. I don't know, that just sounds like kind of hollow advice. Well, that's, that's, that's my normal. I mean, it's like you said, it's my new normal. You know, what am I going to do? Am I just going to sit here and pout about it? Or am I going to pull myself up by the, the air quote bootstraps and live another day? Well, um, as you said, um, you don't have a need for the support group anymore but I believe when you were first dealing with it it was probably the most important thing you did yeah yeah no I agree it helped quite a bit um, being able to I, I want to say like commiserate but it's more than that but to, to talk to other people who are going through the same thing it's kind of like a fraternity you have something in common with those people so you see that um, you, you'll meet a stranger who has a prosthetic and, and you, the two of you kind of give each other a look. Yeah, kind of give each other a nod because they know what you're going through. I know what they're going through. You, you both belong to a club. Yeah, it's true though because there's, there, and it's funny because there's, there's customers of mine that will come in that will only deal with me that are amputees and they will only deal with me at work because we're part of the same group, I guess. But, you know, it's like Angela said, you know, it is like a special group. We all kind of kind of make eye, eye contact and just give the head nod, like, man, I know what you're going through. I've been there, done that. So it, it's like a special, our own special fraternity or sorority, so. But one that you wouldn't want to join? No, nope. But, you know, the, the cards that I've been dealt, so. Well, how, how do you feel about your recovery? It's going to be a long road, um, but I'll get through it. Uh, I don't know that it's going to feel as long as you think. We're talking months. Well, that's better than years. Yeah, I mean, yeah, of course, but I mean, it's still a long time. When I had the, those six screws put in my foot by the, that same doctor, um, I at the time felt like it was never ever going to get better and, and never going to but but now now that I'm better, um, it doesn't hardly seem like it was any time at all. Hmm. That's good. Yeah, I mean, you know, since the first surgery, it's been, what, uh, 11 years. So, you know. I can't say that it feels like a long time or not. Well, you've known me the whole, me and you've been together the whole time that I lost my leg. I mean, yeah. we, we started dating in November, I lost my leg in March. Yeah, I've hardly known you any other way. Mm -hmm. But still, when I, um, you know, when someone says your name, 
and I think of you, I don't think of a disabled person. Well, thank you. I, I don't see you that way in my head. Okay, well, thank you. That means a lot. Love you. Love you back. Okay. Well, it's your favorite time of the week, so it is your favorite joke right now. What do you call two bananas on the floor? Slip and slide? You're close. What is it? Slippers. Slippers, there you go. I was close. That's a good one, though. All right. We hope you've enjoyed episode 80 of the Bear and Kura podcast. This is Bear. And this is Kura. Goodbye. Goodbye. You have been listening to the Bear and Kura podcast, a production of the Land of Oz Information Services. We can be contacted via email using the address podcast at oz.com. And Oz is spelled A-W-E-S. This show is part of the Pride 48 Network. Find all the best shows under the rainbow at pride48.com.